Welcome to the Simply Be Sustainable podcast. I'm Brooke Chase, your host and tree hugger new bestie. I'm on a mission to live a more fulfilling life with less. Less stuff, less waste, less stress, and more of what really matters. Join me each week for personal stories, tips, and simple swaps. Together, we'll learn to live simply, be simple, and simply be for a greener, brighter future, one episode at a time. Let's get to it. And welcome back to your new favorite podcast about living the simple life. I am your host, Brooke Chase, and today we are talking style. We will find out how to make stylish outfits out of the clothes you already have, as well as shop for specific pieces to update your style that will allow you to make even more and fill in the gaps, all while exposing your own personal personality. So if you've been listening, this is the third of our series of Simply Fashion. The first one, we expose the fashion industry's waste. So if you haven't listened to that, please do. You will be shocked by the numbers. Um, In the next episode of the series, we talked about simplifying your closet, so decluttering, um, how to organize it, things like that. And then today, we're basically taking all those pieces that we absolutely love and figuring out how to style them together and making some mindful purchases about for the other things that we need. So we have a very special guest today. Um, I do feel like I'm kind of an expert in this because I love it so much, but I have a real expert for you today. Um, Her name is Erin LaRoche. She was born and raised here in Savannah, Georgia, and she has a bachelor's from Athens, Georgia, and she also has a Georgia Film Academy degree. She loves music and the arts, and in 2018, she helped renovate and open a venue, uh, I think it's called Victory North is the name of it, which led her to cover 200 years of numerous styles in commercials, photo shoots, short films, motion pictures. Um, She has proven her tenacity in the industry time and time again. She is highly creative and detail-oriented fashion designer. She is a single mom. She has a kitty named Marshmallow and a teenager named Sophie. She is a business owner of Chunky Possum, a woman's advocate. And trust me when I tell you or you meet her or see her on the YouTube video, this woman has got style. I am truly honored to know her. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my friend, Erin LaRoche. Hi, everybody. Hey, lady. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Brooke? I am good. I'm so excited to have you on. Let's just start with like you telling us a little bit about yourself. Hey, well, I'm not a great drawer, okay? So I like to think of myself as an artist because I think we all are art in our own way. Um, And I just really am good with threads, with fabrics, with textures, with color wheel, with, um, you know, just knowing, looking at someone and knowing what will look good on them. Um, And I find joy in doing that and executing that so well. Uh, There are a lot of people that are involved in fashion. Um, We all have different eyes. We all can bring different things to the table. We all have different strengths. Mine is definitely, like you said, being able to just know someone's canvas uh, by looking at them. Um, I love that you can express yourself through clothes. Mm -hmm. Um, I find a lot of self-expression in, you know, clothes, accessories, um, like 
I'm here <laughs> every day. I am covered in them. Um, you know, to me, that's what makes fashion fun is just being a walking piece of art. You know, absolutely. That's my favorite thing about fashion is like, I feel that when you are dressed a certain way to go to certain places, even though we kind of always have that same sense of style, it's obviously the first impression that someone has of you. And I think it's important to be yourself and to show, you know, give them a little taste of what they're going to get, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And I, you know, um, as far as being sustainable is concerned, uh, one of my show notes for this podcast was to pick out your outfit the, the day before, right? Well, for me personally, that's really hard to do because I don't ever know what mood I'm going to be in when I wake up. In the right. <laughs> and, you know, I don't know how I'm going to want to express myself um, that day. And, you know, I can make a sweatsuit look business appropriate, you know, mm -hmm. um, it just depends on how you wear it. Right. Um, you know, so. Yes. I can't wait to talk about that. <laughs> Um, awesome. So what I know that you've done a lot of different work with different time periods. What What is your favorite time period? Oh, my God. Okay, so the 70s. Um, 100% hands down the 70s. Oh, I love it. Um, I was born in 85. So I didn't quite make mm. that decade. Um, but for me, it goes back to expression, you know, in the 70s was the first time that you really saw people truly expressing themselves through clothes, through different textures, you know, leather, corduroy was introduced in the 70s. Um, platform shoes, you first saw them in the 30s, I believe, uh, really made their way uh, in the 70s. You know, you think of 1977, I think, Saturday Night Fever, John Travolta in the white disco suit, iconic. Um, right. You know, you think of musicians like Dave Bowie, Jimi Hendrix, Elton John, um, Prince, um, you know, the Ramones for punk rock era. Um, you know, the 70s just really, the hippie movement, um, the Black Panther movement. I mean, there's so much culture um, saturated with the 70s that, you know, even though from a political standpoint, it wasn't the best of times. I think people really, you know, turned to clothes to express themselves. Um, yeah. You know, and jewelry. I think um, the accessories first started getting truly layered and chunky and bold mm -hmm. um, in the 70s. Gold was huge. I think they used to say big, bold, and gold. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Um, Would you say like graphic tees came out in the seventies? Graphic tees came out before the seventies, but okay. as far as um, like musicians using graphic tees for tour merch, um, okay. like that that became really popular in the seventies um, cool. for sure. Yeah, and um, God, I mean, so many things like uh, squared buttons. I think. Or square buttons came out in the 70s. You know, you never see those anymore. But I was going to say, I don't even know if I've ever seen a square yeah, button. Yeah, the oversized um, collars, you know, on dress shirts, the really chunky, just chunky stuff. You know, you look at my yeah. earrings, I'm, I'm all about chunky stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I, wish I, I wish I could live a day in the 70s just once. Oh, me too. That'd be fun. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, so I know that you have done costume on set for a lot of different movies. Um, tell us some of like the biggest movies that you've done and the biggest stars that you've worked with. I have a movie out in theaters right now that I was the principal costumer on, um, which means that I, along with my set partner, Xenia, um, she and I took care of all the principal actors that you see in this movie. It's called Origin. It is directed by Ava DuVernay. Um, I worked alongside Anjanou Lewis and John Bernthal, Blair Underwood, um, many, many, many actors. John Bernthal, for me, definitely made that movie. Um, I covered him 100%. And him and I, uh, we had a lot of downtime to uh, get to know each other and just a, a real stand-up guy, great actor. Awesome. Yeah. And it's always great whenever, you know, you um, can connect with the actor on a more personal level. You know, doing costumes, you are really intimate with these people. Um, you know, you are having to work with their bodies and and it's your responsibility on how they appear on a movie screen. So it's, it's a lot of mm -hmm. um, that you're going to make them look their best, you know, so. Didn't you do that Harry Styles one though? Didn't he, you tell me that you did that one? Joe Jonas. Joe Jonas. Oh, I'm calling him the wrong name. That's Joe Jonas. <laughs> yeah. What was the name of that movie again? Um, Devotion. It was a Korean war movie. Um, that came out a few years ago. Yeah. And you did that one, right? I did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. That was the first motion picture that I did costumes on actually was devotion. Wow. So yeah. were you like starstruck a little bit or no? Um, not really. I, I worked in music production for a long time before film. Okay. Um, so I've been exposed to famous people. For yeah. Most honestly so you know i there have been a few times where i have been um you know speechless i guess you can say one of those would have been definitely when i met oprah um oh my god so, you met oprah did not know what's to say to that lady holy <laughs> yeah tyler perry that man demands a room um you know these are big powerhouses right so wow uh, you know definitely uh, speechless with those two for sure when did you meet Oprah? She was filming The Color Purple last year. Or oh, yeah. In Atlanta, whenever we were filming Origin here in Savannah. And Ava DuVernay and her are really good friends. And so she came to visit our set for a few days and see what Origin was all about. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, it was cool. She was very nice. So let's get into the show really quick. I'm going to do a, a little commercial here for Frownies. So if you're watching on YouTube, you will see my forehead. I do not currently have any Botox, which I'm not saying that I will not ever get Botox. It's been about, I don't know, maybe two years since I've gotten any Botox. Um, but I am keeping it at bay. I do not have any like super deep wrinkles right now. And that is all thanks to all natural Botox alternative, which is frownies. They're like little paper mache stickers. You put them on your forehead and it releases all the tension while you sleep and you wake up smooth as glass. 
So if you are interested in trying a Botox alternative, please get yourself some frownies, code SIMPLE for 10% off, and you'll help me pay not nearly 10% of my bills, but I'll get 10%. So let's just talk about styling in general. So, you know, we have, we've gone through our closet now. We've decluttered everything. We are left with our favorite pieces. So um, in your opinion, essential favorite pieces that we need to have some like top-notch outfits here. Like, are there any specific pieces that you're thinking that you just got? Well, um, I definitely believe every woman should have a go-to pair of denim um, that you can dress up or down. Yeah. Pair that if you lose five pounds, they still fit. If you gain five pounds, they still fit. That's right. <laughs> that pair is very important to have because we all fluctuate, you know? Um, uh-huh. So I think that having things that you can layer are extremely important. Um, it's definitely a way to make more space in your closet or dresser. If you know that you have, say, three tank tops and five go-to graphic tees, maybe you style those together and layer them up with a sweater. If it's colder outside, um, you know, layers definitely, you can layer skirts, you can layer dresses. Mm-hmm. Um, that's very important. I think as far as another go-to, I think everybody, no matter what, should have a sweat suit. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to match. You have a, a go-to sweatshirt and you should have a go-to pair of sweatpants just for comfort at home, if nothing else. Um, I think everybody should have something that makes them feel sexy. That could be anything. That could be lingerie. That could mm-hmm. be, um, you know, that little black dress that everybody says should be in your closet. Um mm-hmm. It could be your boyfriend's football jersey. Um, You know, it doesn't matter what it is, but something that is a go-to sexy feel for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we all deserve to feel that way sometimes, you know? Absolutely. Um, And I think, like, the biggest part about fashion is, like, it's so hard because we have so much media. We're surrounded by these influencers that tell us what sexy is, that tell us what trendy is, that tell us what's blah, blah, blah. But really, bottom line is how it makes you feel. I have a friend who's like, mom jeans are in and skinny jeans are out, but she doesn't like how she feels in mom jeans and she loves how she feels in skinny jeans. And it's like, well, then you rock those skinny jeans, girlfriend. Yeah, you, know, you that's have to wear what you feel comfortable in. That is really... I would say probably the most difficult thing about my career and being involved um, in costumes on the film side of things is that, you know, your ultimate goal is you want the person, the actor to the model, you know, to, to feel comfortable in what they are wearing. So that's where I really connect and, and make make that person feel comfortable because for me it is clothes are something that you should feel comfortable in. Yes, are we going to wear that sequin dress to the New Year's party that's going to itch our armpits? <laughs> um, you know, there are times where you might not feel your most comfortable self, but, you know, the gist is. Uh, Does it look good? No, it's okay. <laughs> it has to look good, too. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I feel like there's always, is it functional? Is it fashionable? And I try to do both wherever possible. Um, but every once in a while, one of them really, really, really outweighs the other one. Like if they're just so freaking comfortable, 
I might yeah. not care. Or if it's just so good looking, I might not care if it's I that swear bad. I'm going to design, like right now I'm wearing a romper. I love rompers because it is an easy, so easy. throw on, one piece outfit. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to think about the pieces that go with it. It is one nope. piece. Yep. Um, but I'm convinced and determined that one day I'm going to just make like a onesie romper of some sort where we don't <laughs> have to crawl out of our yeah, Can you park naked in the bathroom. Oh my gosh! Like, all right. Well, I have a list of things that I think are very important to our essentials, um, and I'll just kind of shoot them off here. But you know, it's important to remember that when you're wearing these things, that you have to find the one that not only is good quality and made of something that is not hopefully plastic, um, or, you know, you're purchasing it secondhand or something like that, but it's about how it feels and how it looks on you. So it doesn't matter if it's $10, if it doesn't look good, you're still not going to wear it. And so then it's just taking up room in your closet and giving you a mental breakdown because every time you want to wear those pleather pants that were $10 that just don't look right. They just don't look right. (laughs) So, um, all right. I just recently got this leather jacket. I feel like having a go-to leather jacket just has pulled in so many of my outfits that I didn't otherwise have. Um, has been a really great piece for me. Um, same with the jean jacket. Um, I remember I was traveling to go to an airport and I never just, I never knew that there were like those inside pockets to a jean jacket. I will not travel without, what did you say? It's my go-to airport piece. Me too. It's period. I never knew that those pockets were on the inside of a leather jacket. This was like years ago, but I remember I was like, Oh my God. It was like my intuition told me to wear this jean jacket and now I know why. (laughs) And if you don't have inside pockets on your jackets, they're very easy to add and to sew on. So I definitely recommend everybody do that. Mm, Okay. Um, Very, very, yeah. Very important piece when carrying your phone and travel stuff through an airport for sure. Absolutely. I'm obsessed with the jean jacket. So definitely those two things. Um, like Aaron said, your everyday jeans, and these can be, you know, mom jeans, these can be, uh, skinny jeans. These can be any type of jeans that you feel good in. For me, I like them to be a little bit more structured and a little bit more like tapered throughout the leg, because then I feel like I can wear them with heels or boots or sneakers, uh, basic white tee. And again, like if you can get one, that's like maybe a little bit more on the expensive side, because you're going to, maybe it has like a little detail that you like, but you're probably going to wash this a lot. So you want it to be like a good quality one. Um, same with like long sleeve layers. Um, and I always opt for like a black one and a white one, same with shoes. Like I'll do like a brown pair and a black pair. Um, oversized thermal. I have this one that I got at the Goodwill and every boyfriend I have is like, is that mine? And I'm like, no, it's mine. I love it. (laughs) Um, every boyfriend as if I had like a lot, like, okay, two. (laughs) I had it for a long time, put it that way. Um, okay. (laughs) What'd you say? That's not too bad. You could have too many like me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even have a roster of one at the moment. So I (laughs) need to work on that. Um, Black leggings with a pocket. I swear if I don't have a pocket in my pants at this point, I'm not buying them because I'm just never going to wear them because I'm going to wear the ones with the pocket. So that. 
Um, an oversized sweatshirt, a baseball cap, a beanie. I really like the boxy sweaters, but apparently that's because of my body type, which we're going to get to in a minute. Um, and a turtleneck. Bags, you got to have like your fanny pack, a crossbody, and like a little book bag. Um, and then, you know, like a bigger, more structured bag. Um, the wide leg trouser is really in right now. And I feel like that's something that I'm looking for. I finally found a pair, but they're way too long. So again, I'm either going to have to get them hemmed or try again, because I cannot wear them even with heels right now. They're just way too long. Mm-hmm. Um, an oversized plaid shirt, an oversized blazer, black flares, button fly, high waisted, I think that if you have those in your closet and they fit you how they should, you can wear those any place, any way, any day, (laughs) and they will be a great thing to have in your wardrobe. Um, I am currently looking for a maxi skirt, but I'll show you the skirt that I have on. This is taking the place. I want like a silk one, but this is like a, um, this is vintage express and it has the buttons in the front and it just goes all the way down to the ground. And I love this skirt. I wear it all the time. I think, um, you know, turtleneck, for instance, is a great layering piece. I think always yeah. remembering, um, you know, you want bulkier items that you can place on top of more conformed items, you know, um, mm-hmm. when it comes to layering. Or, I mean, hell, there's even people who take, the bulkier item and put something conformed over the top of that. So, you know, it, it's whatever you want to do. Um, you know, like for instance, a tank top over a dress um, as an example of that, you know? Um, yeah. Let's, let's get into like unexpected ways to wear things to kind of like transition. So like what you were saying, um, I, I just did on uh, social media, I shared a video of a little black dress worn a whole bunch of different ways, but like, I wore stuff over it, like what you said, a turtleneck. Dresses um, first. You know, you can layer a skirt underneath a dress um, to give it, you know. Oh, like, like take, length? Yeah, to give it oh, length. Oh, good idea. I never um, thought about that. And to mix patterns. You know, I think um, a lot of people are afraid to mix certain patterns or Absolutely. Or to wear too much texture. I, I personally don't think there is such a thing. I think it all depends on how you wear it. Um, I am queen of mixing prints and mixing earrings even. Um, you know, um, so don't let that, you know, deter you from what you want to wear. Um, when you're Absolutely. looking When you're looking at pieces, um, you know, that you have, don't, don't think, oh, well, because this is not in the same color palette, it doesn't go, or this is a two different animal prints. I can't wear them, or this is horizontal and this is vertical. There's no such thing. Um, Right. You know, there's no such thing as white after or before. I have have a ton of dresses that, you know, are a little short. And I might wear that those dresses by themselves to the beach over a bathing suit, or I might take the same dress, dress it up, wear a nice long skirt underneath it, and change the whole look of the outfit. That was where I first started getting really daring in 
fashion is just mixing things up that didn't make sense to anybody but me. And then people started liking it. So, you know, like you were talking about jackets and I really think um, something that people can do to make jackets fun, which is something that I do, embellish your jackets. You know, you're, you're bored. I of, love that. You're bored of the same denim jacket but you wear it all the time and you love the fit, well then change it up, you know, add stuff to it. And that can be paint, that can be patches, that can be jewels, that can be glitter, that can be anything you want it to be. And if you don't know how to do it, YouTube it. My all time favorite piece, which I actually, oh my God, I gotta show you guys because I think it's really cool. <laughs> um, It is. It is a jacket that my father wore. Oh, I can't wait to see this. Sixties. During Woodstock. Oh my God. This jacket. Okay. This is the collar of this jacket. Stop. But I embellished it and I've added patches and whatnot to it. And it's got my name on the back. Oh my God. I love that. My favorite jacket inside pockets and everything. But this piece of denim has been around since the 60s and I'm still using it. Yes. And oh. denim is one of those things that is so sturdy. Right. And no, it's on a hanger. For any of you people, you know, you need to also yeah. know what you hang on hangers and whatnot, because right. this is obviously always going to be folded um, or the, the collar is going to be, you know, tampered. Destroyed. Um, yeah. Right. So, but still, I mean, here I am. I mean, how many years ago was that? Oh my God. <laughs> you know, and I'm right? still rocking it, you know. Um, so, and it's been, you know, 70 years almost since this jacket was made. So wild. So yeah. Well, that's what you do at Chunky Possum, right? That is. That's what I do. Tell us a a little bit about that. Chunky Possum. So I, um, have been furloughed from full-time film contract work um, due to the actors and writers strikes that happened last year. Mm. And I am a single mom. So I am limited to travel. Um, You know, I do have a movie on the books coming up this summer that I'm going to do costume design for. Um, But with work being slower than I was used to, I really dove into a little side project that I had already started called Chunky Possum. And it is where I have a vintage collection that I share with the community at local markets around town, um, where I am passing along my um, collection, you know, to be more sustainable and give my part. And also Chunky Possum does upcycling on denim mainly, um, denim vests and jackets and jeans, skirts, shorts, anything you can think of denim. Um, I will take a vintage piece and I will embellish it um, by uh, custom design that I'm doing specifically for someone or my own design. Um, A lot of times when I am doing a custom design for people, I like to tell a story. So the jacket will actually take on a whole new meaning um, and tell a story about this person or something that they want to express when wearing the jacket. you know, a message that they may want to get across. Um, so that's mainly what we do. I also make earrings and I use mainly recycled uh, products to make all of my earrings. Um, 
Yeah. So it's been a lot of fun. It's gotten me involved with the community a lot more. I've met a lot of people like you. Yes. Um, yeah. And, you know, it feels good to see people wearing my designs and my visions, stuff that I sit right here at home and and piddle around and, you know, stay creative that way as well. So it's nice. I love it. Yeah. yeah, so I, that that's literally how we met. So I went to First Friday, and I've always been into buying secondhand and vintage and all that anyways. Yeah. Um, so when I saw your stand, of course, I was drawn to it to take a look at what you had. Yeah. Um, but I actually saw this shirt. We just started talking about fashion. Um, and then I realized that you were making some of your pieces. We started talking about sustainability and everything. And then she just gave me this shirt, which is what I literally saw when I was all the way across the road. I was like, oh my God, I love that shirt. I didn't even know that you wanted that shirt. Uh, Yeah. So I'm wearing that backwards right now and you can wear anything backwards if you want to. You can wear things inside out. There are no rules. Right. Right. (laughs) Just make sure you're dressed when you leave the door. Yeah. We don't want to get you in trouble. (laughs) That's true. How did you come to learning as much as you know, sustainability and fact? I started looking at where clothes that I had were made, especially when I started getting more into the vintage world. Mm-hmm. Um, learning and educating myself on tags because it's a really easy way to look at a tag and tell what era that tag is from, right? When I started paying attention to where things were made, it, it made me dive a little deeper. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, where are these things made? Well, what companies are really um, allowing us as consumers to? Um, you know, to trans to where, who's being transparent, you know, where, right. how do we know where these things are really being made? Um, what, what are the, you know, factories, manufacturing plants, how are they being ran? Um, a lot of companies actually hide this, you know, and that makes you, oh, yeah. that makes you um, second guess everything right there. You know, well, why mm-hmm. are you hiding? We're your consumers. We should be able to, to, to see all of this, we should be able to know all of this. You know, what, how are you treating these people? Um, yeah. What's really in your product? Um, so when I just started thinking and kind of going down that rabbit hole, and then I, I love documentaries, I am a huge, huge fan of documentaries, and um, started watching, you know, just different documentaries that were. Um, Do you have a good one for us to watch? Like, what was your favorite one? Um, God, I can't remember the name of it. I, I'll get back to you on that. Okay. But, um, the, the one in particular, you know, went over to China and it, it was really, you know, heart wrenching to watch, um, and really just opened my eyes into sustainable fashion. And, you know, yeah. I, I knew, I knew polyester was bad. I, I mean, I didn't, um, I think it's like, you know, over 90 million textile wastes uh, created by fashion industry a year, 9 million yeah. tons, you know, and it's just a garbage truck every second. Yeah. I mean, some of these numbers are just yeah. really huge. You can't, you can't not pay attention to them. Right. And right. Um, for me personally, you know, I, there's always something more to learn on, on a topic, right? There's always more to read. There's always you know, and if I'm going to be involved in the fashion industry for hopefully forever, um, 
you know, it's only, it's up to me to educate myself on ways that I can help make a difference and make things better, you know? Um, and, and just the numbers alone, I mean, are staggering. 70 million barrels of oil are used each year to make the world's polyester fiber, which is 60% of the clothes that we have. Every time you wash the, the polyester, um, you know, microplastics are coming mm -hmm. off into the water. It causes inflammation, reduced fertility. Knowing, knowing the afterlife of the garment is really, really important. I mean, like Patagonia, for instance, um, there are mm -hmm. companies that do take back programs. Uh, yeah. Patagonia is a great one. Um, yay, Patagonia. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, it, the afterlife of the garment, you know, how how sustainable is the garment when you purchase it? You know, if, if you don't know now, you know. <laughs> if you didn't exactly. Know, so and even like the water to make it, it's crazy. Like the dye, just to go back to what you're saying about the garment, like what happens to it? 83% of it ends up in the garbage. Right. I think markets are becoming a, a bigger um, thing and, you know, and communities around. I think um, vending and these pop-up markets are really uh, taken off in cities because it's a way for, you know, businesses to, to drive more business by having these mm -hmm. events. It's a way for the business to, um, you know, give room for artists in the community and support us you know our economy is not the best right now we're all looking for side hustles and at the same time here we are you know giving back to the community and being sustainable and people are coming to these markets and the people that are coming are making them successful so i definitely think um there's a lot more education out there and people are becoming a lot more self-aware on ways to become more sustainable in fashion. Listening to your friends, listening to um, what other people have to say. Everybody should should really um, do their part, whatever that whatever that is, you know. So just to go back to like looking at your closet and seeing things that you already have, um, I being creative and pairing things that you might not think of that go together. Opposites attract. Um, and you're not really sure like how to style. Um, this is actually a friend of mine. Her name is Dallas Shaw. Um, but this is a book called The Way She Wears It. Every single page I turn, I love it more and more and more. And she has drawings in there. She's a fashion illustrator. But um, things like, you know, leather and plaid. Or silk and then cable knit. Or like pattern on pattern I think yeah. colors and then like opposite of the size of the pattern black and navy used to be such a fashion faux pas but it looks so good together if you do it right like what you were talking about monochromatic mm -hmm. just wearing all the same color or like slightly different shades of all that same color fair aisle and bling you know graphic tees with a blazer or a pencil skirt yeah. Sneakers it. and dresses, trousers and sneakers. Just start playing with like opposites that attract. And like you said, different texture. And just remember that accessories can completely change the outfit. You know, you could literally have the exact same outfit, change the shoes, change the purse, change your makeup, change your hair. And it's a completely new outfit and you would never even notice take the shirt off and tie it around your waist. I mean, there's a million ways to just even style the same outfit. <laughs> with tennis shoes with trousers. Platform tennis shoes are the best 
to elongate the leg with a pant like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I always throw a pair of platform sneakers in my travel bag with I me. I get a pair of those. Yeah, they're great. They're great. Um, and, you know, uh, God, there's so many things. Um, dresses for me are huge. Like, I just, I think, you know, you need to have a few dresses that you can really um, accessorize up or down with mm-hmm. because they're, you just throw in one thing on just like this romper. You don't have to think about piecing anything together, you mm-hmm. know, like a maxi dress. Everybody should have a maxi dress in their closet. Just a long maxi dress. You can put sweatshirt over if it's cold outside. Yep. You know, um, that's definitely a go-to. Um, also, you know, I think that the vintage tea thing is so huge and hip and in right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people people might not understand if you see a vintage tea that you really, really, really like somewhere and it's from 1970s and it's $50. That's not too much. Like that's what that shirt is worth. Um, yeah. So, you know, don't deter yourself from buying a good staple piece that you could wear, you know, in many different facets um, to express yourself just because it might be a little bit more expensive if you know that you're going to wear that piece a lot. Um, yeah. And I, like I said, I think it's not about the cost of it. It's about how much you like it and how much you're going to wear right. it. Right. Because you can take a vintage tee and like you said, you could tie, you could take a vintage, say it's a, I don't know, a full length tee on you, right? Mm-hmm. You can take that and wear it that way with a nice suit and dress it up. Even keep through those platform shoes. It's still a dressed up business attire, you know, casual, but it's dress, dressy. You can take that same vintage tee, you can take off the jacket, you can tie the tee up in the front and the back, however you want. Show that belly off, girl. It's summertime now, you know. Right. Put your shorts on, put a cute little denim skirt, and you've got a whole different outfit. Um, right. So I think vintage tees are definitely something that everybody should have in their closet. Um, you know, for those music lovers, you know, buy the merch, support the band, but keep the shirt forever. Right. Mm-hmm. I think the first thing that people really need to know their their skin, the color of their undertone, whether they're cool or whether they're warm. You need to know the colors that look good on you. You need to know the color palettes to pull and keep um, and to use as your go tos. You know, if you look at your wrists and you see mainly purple and blue veins, then you have a cool undertone. If you look at your wrists and you have more green and olive veins, then you have a warm undertone. And if you have I both, not know that. then you're neutral, which means that fashion is your oyster. So if you have the blue and purple vein, the cool undertone. Generally speaking, blacks, whites, purples, blues, pinks, those colors are all going to look better on your skin tone. That would be what I have. Um, if you have the green olive vein that you find, um, more on you than you are the warm undertone, that's going to be your yellows, your greens, your ivies, um, your browns, um, you know, all your beiges, that's going to be a warm undertone. Um, so I think really starting there, once you decide, okay, and really pick and know what your colors that you're working with are. Um, then's when you can start piecing together the outfits, right? Um, because now you know visually what you're going to be wanting to wear the most. 
right? What right? Like you might not know why you don't like a color of something, but now you do. Right. Right. Sure. Yeah. You know. And if you ever had a question about it before, I mean, that is the easiest way to. to I know. love that. Yeah. <laughs> I did not know about the vein trick. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Uh, any other tricks you got up your sleeve? How about like for body type? Like, how do I know what body type I am if I'm not good at measuring? Do you have a trick for that? I think I think it's best to look at your body and your outfit um, and the measurements of thirds, um, mm-hmm. being that your torso and up is one third of your outfit, and your waist down is two thirds of your outfit. And if you just very simply, do I have a long torso or do I have a short torso or do I have a medium torso? Just like when you're, you know, do I have oily skin, dry skin or combo? You know, just break it down into threes. Do I have long legs? Do I have short legs or do I have average legs? And for you, for instance, you with your shorter torso, we've already discussed this, but something like crop tops look good on you, right? Because of your frame. Um, And then look at what you have. And that way, you know, in that sense, you'll know what you need to just automatically put to the side and pass along to someone else. Um, and what you have to work with, um, in your closet. And I think it's important for people to realize just because they haven't seen it be done that they can still do it. So if you're looking at what Mm -hmm. you have in your closet, and you're thinking about pieces to keep and not keep. First off, if you haven't worn it in a year, unless it is a family heirloom, fucking get rid of it. Okay. Pass it on to somebody else. The only exception for rule that I make for myself is I have probably over a hundred vintage teas of my deceased fathers that I refuse to get rid of, but you know, they're neatly all folded and put away in a drawer and you know, I wear them sometimes. (laughs) But um, that's like your collection. Like that's, that's a collection, right? Yeah. yeah. But you know if it brings you joy, afraid, I'm pretty sure they bring you joy. Oh, absolutely. But don't yeah. be afraid to mix crazy things together. Don't be afraid yeah. to be edgy. You know, it's 2024. I don't care if you live in a small town where people don't do things like that and you might be really stepping outside of your comfort zone, you know, as opposed to if you lived in somewhere like New York City. I get that. But express Mm -hmm. yourself, you know, express yourself. Clothes are meant to be worn different ways. Clothes are meant to be given different stories. Um, And I just think that's really important for people to remember, you know, and passing along things to friends too is is such a feel good. You know, this past year I had one of my good friends, Danny, she has a costumer uh, here in Savannah um, in the film industry. And her presence to me was, clothes that were hers that she's regifted to me that she thought I would enjoy. And I love that. I love that idea of regifting clothes. Absolutely. You know, um, I'm so glad you said that. Like I, the very first time I ever did anything with clothes where I was like, you know, in this whole world of like swapping, um, I actually got invited to a girl's swap where it was like, I think six girls came over Everybody just brought all the clothes that they no longer wanted. And, you know, we told stories about how we got them. I think hold a lot of weight in like how much we paid for something or 
you know, we got this somewhere, even though it doesn't fit or we don't wear it anymore. And, but we love the story or like, I wore this when I did such and such. But if you can share that experience with the person and dress them and put the clothes on them and say like, I, I like to wear this with this and then tell them the story. It feels good to give it to them. And then every time they wear that, they think of that. And so it doesn't have to just go to nowhere. It can go to a friend or someone that you don't know at a swap or whatever. And then that story can live on and the person can appreciate the garment much, much more. Right. Yep. That's, I mean, you know, at my markets, um, you know, not all of my pieces do I know the story uh, behind, Mm -hmm. especially the vintage uh, stuff but a lot of them I do and I love when I can someone buys a piece and I can tell them the story yeah. or, or even how I acquired it you know what yeah. movie that was this going to be a part of or was it a part of or you know if that's how I I got that piece of my collection or what family member of mine you know wore wore this jacket like right now I've got a really great red leather jacket that was my grandmother's um same grandma I spoke of earlier and you know, I've worn it and I've enjoyed it. And she's been gone for 14 years and I've had this jacket and it's great and some perfect condition and it's just time to pass it on, you know? Um, and Love you know, that. yeah. And I can't wait to see the person that buys it, you know, and yeah. be able to tell them how wonderful my grandmother was, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so, and I think the right people appreciate stuff like that. Hey, you, know? you- happen to come into the clothes that you're meant for. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've gone to the Goodwill or gone like with this t-shirt, like the clothes that I have are meant to be mine because of the story of the way that I got them. And it makes you appreciate them so much. Don't be afraid to thrift, you know, some thrift stores are nicer than others. Some are, you know, more, um, consumer friendly to the eye than others, you know, yes, there's sure. that you have to dig through the bins and, you know, bring your pair of gloves, wash your hands afterwards, what have you, but don't be afraid to thrift, you know? And, yeah. and also another thing that we didn't um, talk about is look into your local organizations for places that you can donate locally. Mm-hmm. If you are looking to, you know, get rid of things, um, whether it be clothes or whatever, just, you know, really do the research and see the local shelters um, that may need your help and what they're looking for before you just go drop it off or free throw it away. Um, Absolutely. There's I can use it somewhere. I think episode five is called Simply Not Trash. And I give a whole guide of like how you can find a great place for your no longer wanted items. Awesome. And don't throw away vintage pieces, people. My gosh. No, don't throw anything away. Yeah, don't don't throw these things away. Somebody somewhere will give them a new story. So um, absolutely. Stay mindful of that. The beer of the week is from Service Brewing Company. It's the Big Churro. It is so good. Um, I was going to give you guys a whole list of notes, but I'll just put them in the blog and the show notes so you can find those there if you're looking for a good stout. It is so good. Um, I have a joke of the week. Why can't fashion designers play Uno, Aaron? Because they always draw a cardigan. Did you know that? That's so funny. (laughs) Because they always draw a cardigan. I love it. 
Um, A couple of quotes that I came across that I love. People will stare. Make it worth their while. Life is short. Make every outfit count. Fashion is what you buy, but style is what you do with it. I love that one. Um, Clothes aren't going to change the world, but the woman who wears them will. Um, Yeah. So thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I hope you remember to just... You know, think about fashion a little bit differently. Have a little bit more fun. Express yourself. Um, Remember to line dry your clothes if you can. Swap your polyester for organic if you can and other natural materials. Um, Purchase your new items or mindfully purchase them for secondhand. But the point is that you love them. Um, And your challenge is that now that you have a closet full of only the things that you love, um, try to wear them differently in ways that you never have before. Um, so thank you all again for listening. If you want to find more about Erin, I'll have all her info in the blog and the show notes. Um, but her business is called Chunky Possum. It is super fab. If you want some upcycled denim earrings, all the things. Um, and thank you all again so, so much for listening. And I hope everybody uh, feels their best beautiful self today. And every. Thanks for listening to another episode of Simply Be Sustainable. If you liked what you heard, do me a favor and hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Tag me and share things you learned, like or don't, on Instagram at simp.lee.be or check out my website at simplybe.world to read my blog, try my own recipes, or join my Facebook group. Remember, alone, we can do a little, but together, we simply do more. New shows drop every Thursday at 8 p.m. See you next time.